Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. When other dealers can't get what you want, Sunbury Motors Hyundai is going strong. While others are leaving you in the cold, the deals at Sunbury Motors Hyundai are heating up with, with a sizzling, sizzling start, start to September. September. Sunbury Motors Hyundai is committed to selling 20 new Hyundais by September 14th. Just listen to these deals. 2020 Hyundai Elantras starting at only 17.5. 2020 Konas as low as 21.642. 2020 Tucson's from just 22.5. The deals are hotter than the inside of your mask. And SMC has the vehicles you want in stock now. Remember, all new Hyundais come with America's best warranty, 10 years, 100,000 mile powertrain, and 5 years, 60,000 mile base warranty. See why we say, if you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai. They're doing whatever it takes to sell 20 new Hyundais by the 14th during the sizzling start to September. Sunbury Motors Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. Sunbury Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show, and happy first football Friday of the 2020 season. It feels so good to say that. It was so good to watch some football last night. We'll certainly get into that coming up more today. But first, we are brought to you by, as we are every Friday, by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, wines, coolers, microbrews. They roast their peanuts fresh and on every day. The pickle bar. Led by the Barrels and the Dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and Sunbury. Definitely want to stock up for all the football to watch tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Just love it. It's great. And Steve will join us soon from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And a great game last night. I was pleasantly surprised of how well the game was played hardly any penalties and the play itself looked good I mean the Chiefs especially looked like they pretty much just picked up where the, right where they left off and even the Texans in some parts of the game especially early on when they had the lead looked pretty good too simple game plans for both of them to start before things started opening up for the Chiefs of course and the crowd itself, you had 16,000 there last night at Arrowhead, so you you heard him. You were able to hear him pretty good overall. So it was basically that sense of normalcy a little bit last night. But And having Merrill Reese on the show yesterday, we weren't sure what the kind of play was going to be like with no preseason. <laughs> it looked pretty good to me. 
Can't believe it, but it looked pretty good to me. And I'm and this is coming from a guy that loves the preseason. I know I'm a minority with that. But yeah, the level of play was really good. We'll see how the rest of the weekend goes in the in the NFL, but that that was not bad for the for the first game of the year without a preseason last night. And later on we're gonna have our picks with the King for the first time in a while. We're going to do our Super Bowl picks. I don't think they did that last year, but some I wanted to add to the table for this football season. And I'll tell you what, I I kind of alluded to this a little bit yesterday. I already, I've loved what Kansas City did this offseason. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was a tremendous pick for them at 32 in the draft. And he had a heck of a game last night. And the way they took care of Danny Reed. Mount Carmel native Brett Veach, the GM, Travis Kelsey, of course the big contract to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the Chiefs really are in a very, very good spot, especially now that Tom Brady is now in the NFC. And of course they were able to get past him last year, of course, thanks to the Ravens, but I, I truly believe that this Kansas City team could be on its way to possibly a dynasty. I really do. I think this team can win multiple Super Bowls in a short amount of time. Which is quite quite remarkable from an Eagles fan's perspective. While I'm happy for Andy Reid, it was weird for me to see an Andy Reid balanced offense last night. I think the first 30-some plays the Chiefs had, it was 16 pass to 12 run, I think it was. I, I couldn't believe it, but you know what? Andy Reid, his creativity's gotten better, and it always was there, but it's gotten better with all the weapons he's been able to have now. And now that he has a power running game, which he never really had in his time at KC, and it kind of lacked a little bit last year, but you know what? Didn't matter. They won the Super Bowl anyway. Now they have a power running game with a great offensive line. They're getting physical. Chris Collins, where I mentioned this last night too, Steve. I mean, this Chiefs team is scarier than last year, in my opinion. They're good. They get the one kid, Robinson, to hang on to the ball, it would be even better. <laughs> he dropped two last night for touchdowns. And uh, once again, Jack Ham. Boy, did he, last season, did he ever talk up, you know, we were just sitting there, we're just, you know, we're talking about players or whatever. Clyde's Edward Allaire. If he mentioned him to me once, he mentioned him to me 25, 30 times. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Well, that's quite the start for him last night. You got Brady this weekend playing for the first time ever with a different team. And, yeah. There are a lot of great storylines this weekend, but you know what? I don't know if you saw this or not. The ratings were down 16% last night. Wow, that's actually a little surprising. It is surprising, uh, but you know what? There's a lot of factors here. No getting around. There are a lot of factors. And... So there's no getting around that. 
But let you know. Let's. Uh, um, it's not what. Uh, I don't know. It the NFL. This is what surprises me about it. Okay, so here's the here's the. We've been waiting for this, right? We've been waiting for this, and it's when you look at the NFL. Um, draft. The ratings for that were off the charts, right? We couldn't get enough of it. It was it was during a period of time where everybody's like sitting there. They're you know it's like hey, you know they're looking for something that at least seemed normal. I thought the NFL did a great job with it. They did a great job with it. No getting around it. Did a great job with it. Uh, but right now you have a lot of competition. You know, some Major League Baseball. Last night was a LeBron night with the Lakers. You know, even though the Lakers haven't been like knocking, I mean, the Lakers have been the biggest draw for the NBA playoffs, but they it hasn't been. Um, their ratings have been down too. Okay. Uh, but 16% drop, and last year was the Bears and the Packers. And no offense, the Bears are a team I can't get into. I don't know about you. Never For some reason, I've never been big on the... It has nothing to do with Chicago, because if the Cubs are playing, I like watching the Cubs. I really like watching the Blackhawks. Uh, but for some reason, I've never gotten into watching the Bears. Yeah, Green Bay is fine. You know, it was the start of the hundredth season, the whole deal. But sixteen percent's a big number, Matt. And this goes back to that Gallup poll we talked about. Sports industry. Sports industry on the Gallup poll had the Lowest percentage of positives of any industry tied with government. You're tied with government? Yeah, that is pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's way down from where it was before. Way down. Yeah, I would say the factors there, Steve, definitely you had a Stanley Cup playoff game. You had the NBA playoffs last night. Baseball, of course. Uh, college football, if you if you got the Miami game last night. Um, yeah, but no, also, too, we're not going to discuss well, this, but the social justice thing is something that, that obviously people are going to point to. I understand that. What happened pregame, I'm sure, um, may see, have played a factor. See, I didn't see it. See, I didn't see it. I did not see it. It didn't get the greatest review from the fans there, if you saw any videos. 
Okay, yeah, I didn't. Uh, in fact, I didn't tune in until... Because I had to do uh, the network show last night. So I wasn't done until a little bit after 7. They wanted to get a bite to eat. Uh, but yeah, what happened was and, the, the Texans didn't come out for the national anthem. The Chiefs did. And then after the Texans came out... After the national anthem, they had a moment of unity where they locked arms at midfield and had a moment of silence. Both teams did. And there was a portion of it at the beginning where it got some booze from the crowd there. Okay. All right. And there and there was a lot of social justice clips played pregame as well. Okay. Um... Interesting. The uh... and that's not going to end either. It, it, on all the end zones, you're going to see in the stadiums it says "We're all in this together." I think it was or something like that. It's mm-hmm. fine. So I, now that you bring that up with the TV ratings, I'll be curious to see what they look like, say Tuesday after we complete the first full week one. Right. Yeah. Um... I, I don't, you know. Yeah, that that one I can't I can't answer that one. I because I didn't see the pregame. Uh, I will say this. I'll say this quickly about um, when you're trying to make a point about something. And this goes back to let's just talk about pure public speaking here. So this is pure in a public speaking realm. Uh, and I've talked to my class about this that when you're the one making a speech I always tell them don't go too long you have no idea how much people appreciate the fact that you don't go long with something whatever the point is going to be and um, and it, if, if you um I wonder, and because I didn't see it, so since I didn't see it, I can't answer it. Um, I can't answer it. Did, did they, did they do so much on it and go so long on it that, in turn, did they then open the door to having people like, uh, right, because they went too far, not too far, but too long, and I can't answer that because I didn't see it. In my opinion, I, yes, but that's just me. Someone who might be a little more into the subject may have been okay with that. It just depends on your perspective, I think. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, I don't know because I don't know how long they went. I didn't see it. And it's very hard for me to to make an evaluation about how long it went, how effective it was, because I don't know. And me making a statement about that would be ridiculous because (laughs) you can't talk about something you didn't see. And I didn't see it. It was one of those, you know, that it, it was a typical Thursday night for me because when I'm doing the show on Thursday night, uh, you know, I get done with it. Well, the next thing I want to do is I want to get something to eat, so I went and got a bite to eat. <laughs> and and then I tuned in, and the and I even missed the opening kickoff uh, because I I did not start watching until the first series the Chiefs had the ball. 
So I didn't see the Texans' first series at all. So that's about where I was. Okay, Taylor Battle. Hey, he's the new assistant basketball coach for Penn State. He has returned. Um, I asked Taylor at one point, you know, what was the driving force about saying yes to taking the job now? And he said that the restraining order against the suit was put in place. I mean, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Well, he's out of here in an hour for Chickalumbi football anyway. Sounds like you're counting down. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you and thank you for your years of patronage taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones today's show brought to you by our great friends at brewers outlet reagan street in sunbury the beverage supermarket imports domestics microbrews best selection of beer anywhere wine coolers water Soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And six great flavors of slushies. Huh? Matt, you like the slushies? Always. Good weekend for it. Absolutely great weekend for it. No doubt about that. Jeez forward to it. Uh, and also, we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf. He is Penn State's all-time leading scorer in basketball and is the newest assistant coach on the staff. And with that, we welcome in Taylor Battle. Bubby, great to have you back in. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me, man. I couldn't be more excited. You have, uh, I've felt, and Dick Girardi and I, we've talked about this, we've felt that you really have set this up for yourself. You have spent a lot of time around this program over the years. Is this something that you had filed in the back of your mind that coaching was something you wanted to do? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, I, I, it's like I went out my way to really plan it. Uh, you know, I just love the university. I love everything Coach Chambers has been doing over the last nine years. And I'm just I'm just so grateful for the opportunity that Coach Chambers gave me, man. And I can't stress it enough that, you know, it's such a blessing for me and my family to be able to go back uh, and, you know, and just be a part and just be able to help and do whatever it takes, you know, to keep this program climbing the way Coach has got it going. All right, so when you look at this program and the point it is at right now, you know what it's like to build up. 
I mean, you understand that. You went through the process here yourself. Where do you think this program is right now as you step in to help out? Well, obviously, the way they were top ten last year, you, you lose a couple guys, Mike and, and Lamar. And, you know, it's hard to replace guys like that, of course. But, you know, I think, you know, everybody that's returning, you know, Jamari, you know, Seth, you know, Miles, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent there. MJ, uh, you know, I think Coach and the coaching staff has just done a great job recruiting, bringing in good guys. And I think that we can continue to keep winning, you know. And obviously, you know, these guys that are there, uh, you know, we've got some work to do getting in the gym. But, you know, I, I, I truly believe, you know, that we've got a chance to be good. And Coach and, and the staff, like I said, have done a great job with developing guys, uh, recruiting. And I'm just so excited to be a part, man. I'm, I'm, I'm truly at a loss of words of how excited I am to be able to join the staff. What will your responsibilities be when it comes to working on the practice floor? Uh, whatever coach tells me to do. That's that's kind of that's what it's about, man. I just like I said, I want to help in any way. So whether you know whatever coach needs me to do, I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, if that's just my experience. You know, from you know being a student there to you know playing there. You know, to my professional experience. And whatever way I can help the guys, you know, be the best versions of themselves, you know, that's what I want to do. You've spent some time, as I mentioned, around here. What kind of relationships have you already developed with the current players on this team? Well, with, with you know, with some of the older players, Jamari, John, uh, you know, who I've known for a little, just a little bit longer, haven't been, you know, around the past three years. You know, I do, I have relationships with them and, you know, that's the thing that, you know, is great because, you know, I know them a little bit already, but it's also a little bit different because now I'm coach. Uh, so at the same time, you know, like I said, I just want to, you know, do whatever it takes, you know, but show leadership and, and, and help them in any way I can, you know, to help them be the best versions of themselves, as I said. You talked about forging a great relationship with Patrick Chambers. What was the genesis of that? When did you really start forging that relationship where, you know, because, I mean, you, you played for Ed, so how did you get that relationship with Pat going? I mean, I, I, I attribute everything to Coach. Coach really, really went out his way to, to really build that. And, and to me, that's just, you know, that's spectacular because, like you said, I didn't play for him. You know, so it was, it was an introduction. You know, he really, really made an effort for us to have a great relationship. And then, obviously, you know, me as well, coming back, doing as much as I can, uh, you know, him – him uh, always wanting us to be back and really, really building that family and program atmosphere. It was just, it was just, it was just a match made in heaven, so to speak. You know, so we really, really made efforts on both of our parts. And like I said, man, and now for him to give me this opportunity, I can't thank him enough. And how grateful I am. And I just want to get down there and start working my butt off. How much varied experience usually helps you? play college basketball you've been to the ncaa tournament you you went to and worked out for nba teams i mean after your junior year you did a lot of working out for teams essentially like combine workouts and then of course playing overseas where can you tap in to then start talking to the players here about your experience and how invaluable will that be that you can impart that i mean i think it'll be i think it'll be very helpful you know, to guys, you know, when they're, you know, picking my brain or asking me questions or, you know, if there's if there's situations that, uh, you know, that they may have a question that I can answer. And I, I just think that, you know, whenever it's needed, I don't think it's always something that you just kind of drill on people because this is about, it's about the guys and, you know, they're, you know, everyone's different, you know, but when they do have a question on how do you see things or how can you help me, 
you know, I'll be the first one right there to kind of just give my input on, you know, what helped me and, you know, different situations, whether that's in the game, you know, being a student on a school at around the school because I was, I lived that as well. You know, so I just want to just kind of be a voice, uh, you know, if, if there's ever any questions or any things they need help with, you know, I just kind of want to be there to be able to relate to them having, you know, been through it, played on the same court, you know, walked around the same campus. Uh, you know, so I think that'll help in a lot of ways whenever it's needed. Whenever someone is recruited, uh, today's coaches talk a lot about that moment when they sign. It's that life-changing moment that sets them up for the next 30, 40 years. You think back in your recruitment, and here you are full circle back at Penn State. Does that hit you? Oh, my God. Yesterday it hit me like a ton of bricks. And it's crazy because I reached out to Coach, and I just I told him exactly that. And it was just so emotional, man. I was actually, you know, no shame to say it, I, I, I teared up a little bit, you know, just because it's, you know, that place just means so much to me, and I played there, and I've I've traveled all around the world, and I've I've had fans in Germany supporting me down at Penn State, people yelling, "We are everywhere I've been around the world," and for it to come for it to come back full circle, and now I'm I'm joining the staff. Oh man, I just I can't express the gratitude I have, the excitement, nerves as well. To just be down there, man, and, and help help contribute in any way I can for our program to keep, keep keep trending in the right direction. Which gets to the recruiting part. Uh, when it comes to the recruiting part for you, is it safe to say your ability to sell Penn State and Penn State basketball is going to be from the heart? I, I would like to say that, like you, like I like I touched on earlier. You know what that place means to me is just going to be like you said, straight from the heart. I lived it. I walked it. Uh, and and there's no and there's and I can honestly say there's no better place in my opinion, you know. So when I am when I when I am out there recruiting and telling my story, I'm telling exactly that and 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 what Coach Chambers has built along with the rest of the staff, you know. It's a it's a desirable place, and I want kids to be there, man, and enjoy it and have that same feeling that I have, you know, as a 32 year old going back as assistant coach now. It, it means it means the world. So I want them to have that same feeling. I wish you hadn't said the 32-year-old part. <laughs> it's, making me, making, I, I, it's making me feel really old. <laughs> I, I, if it makes you feel better, I got four days before I'm 32. I, okay. was, I was trying to be oh. Oh, good. You're 31. Or five. Still. Or oh. five. Yeah. yeah so exactly. good. All right. Good. All right. I feel a lot better. Uh, so <laughs> uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, we talked about Patrick Chambers. How important is it going to be for Taylor Battle to also be a sponge when it comes to being around Jim Ferry, being around Keith Urko, being around Ross Condon. It's, I'm, that's exactly what I'm going to be, a sponge, at, you know, to, like you said, Coach Ferry, Ross, Coach Urko. You know, they've been around the block. They know what, it's, they know what it takes. Uh, like I said, they've been here every step of the way, building this thing up. And for me, man, I played. I haven't coached. I need to listen. I need to learn. And that's what I'm going to do. And I, and I understand. I understand that. You know, this is. I'm a rookie. That's what I keep telling myself. I'm a rookie. I want to soak up and listen, and 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 just learn everything I can from these guys because they walk it. You know. So, and if I do that, I think I could be a great help. And I think, and from a personal standpoint, it'd be best for me to really, really follow because before you can lead, you always got to follow. Are they going to put you in charge of the Boo Booey uh, scouting report? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure yet. That's funny. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I thought I'd slip that in. Uh, yeah. uh, when you told your mom 
What did she say? Oh, my mom. My mom was, I mean, I'm sure she, she cried. I mean, that place, that place to her was a place where her son went and changed his life. So for as important it is to me, it, I, I truly believe it's as important as, as for her. You know, she's down in the Harrisburg area, so I'll be moving down with my wife and kids, and she'll be close. I'm sure she won't. I'm sure she'll be knocking at my door every day. So I'm sure she's ecstatic. Uh, I know she's ecstatic, you know, when I told her. And, you know, she can't wait for me to get down there, be closer to the kids and my wife and myself. Uh, so it's just it's just it's just perfect, man. I can't I can't explain. I'm lost. I'm at a loss for words of how excited me and my family are. Well, of course, you know, I texted Dick Girardi yesterday, and his text back was awesome. Uh, and uh, I also know that I told this story yesterday. Uh, Dick calls me. Was it three, four years ago? Maybe. He calls me from Saratoga, and he says somebody wants to talk to you. It's Taylor Battle. So I know you have a connection with Dick when it comes to a couple of the horses out there. <laughs> so. Yeah, we love When you're from upstate New York, man, you love Saratoga. You know, obviously Dick is a big horse guy. So, you know, I seen him up there. You know, I made sure I went on my way to get together with him. So it was great to see him. Well, it's uh, going to be great to have you back here. Uh, you know, what you've meant to the program is tremendous. But now what's really great is moving forward what you can mean to the program. So this is a real chance for you to make an impact across the board because you can talk about the academic part. You can talk about the school part. You can talk about the basketball part. It's going to be great to have you back. Taylor, thanks so much for your time. And I uh, can't wait to see you, which I know will be soon. Steve, thanks for having me, man. I cannot wait to get there. We are. That is Taylor Battle. New assistant coach, Penn State men's basketball. Peter King next half hour. I think there'll be the all Enfield hour because Peter and then they, and then I know it's Peter King, but we still have I have to remind you the King's on today. We're all ready to roll. I've got our pick set, so yes, I did not forget. We're good. Uh now I wanna uh ask this question is um, before the Shikolimi game tonight are they doing like an Instagram or anything like that? Um, last year he had did he had done a uh, Facebook Live I don't, I don't know if he's going to do that again this year we'll see but Kevin doesn't do the gram really? no yeah, he, that's not his uh, level of expertise I'm surprised by that only because to, to be honest with you his his technical level of expertise is like really really high. It is. It's much better than mine. That's true. He was busy getting all of our equipment together for all the three games we got tonight in our sister stations. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, his technical expertise is off the charts compared to what I do. Yeah, that's all right. Take a break. Come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Remember the uh, story? Oh, I don't know. About. Uh, maybe it's got to be more than a month ago. Um about uh, Mikhail uh, Colosurdo, the quarterback 
uh, at Georgia State. And he had COVID-19. And they talked about not just COVID-19, but he had uh, developed myocarditis. And they said he was going to be out for the season. Uh, turned out he's been cleared. He can play now. Wow. Yeah. That's good news. That is amazing. That is good news. Now, I think they did a follow-up on him, and in the follow-up, they said he does not suffer from it or any other heart ailment. So he's begun phased-in practices, and uh, they expect him to play against Louisiana Lafayette a week from tomorrow. Uh, He had been stricken with COVID-19 over the summer break. The initial cardiac screening done by the school showed a possible case of myocarditis. He planned to set out the season. Uh, But then on the follow-up, he doesn't have it. Now, as I mentioned, it's very possible, by the way, that... um, um, that maybe he did have it initially, but it can clear up in three weeks. Now, that doesn't mean it will. It definitely doesn't mean it will. Um, But either the initial fear was not founded at all, possible, or maybe he had a mild case of it and it cleared up because it can clear up in three weeks. But that's, I'm just happy for him. But I thought I'd at least follow up on it. I'm just happy for him. Now, whether they're going to let him do this or not, I, you know, it sounds like they're phasing him in to let him play. How much he plays, I don't know. But that's, that's in another week. Uh, there will be ACC games tomorrow. I think, what, Wake Forest plays Clemson tomorrow? Does that sound right? Yep, that is the Saturday night football game. The um... And we, we will be picking that game. Oh, wait, no, we're not. I'm sorry. We're not picking that game. I thought we were. Yeah. Duke at ND, though. Yeah. And we're also picking Georgia Tech and Florida State. Okay. It's good. We'll have fun with it. Are we picking Tampa Bay? Yes. Yes. That is on our NFL slate. Ah, very nice. How about the uh, Sunday night game? It's Dallas and the Rams. Yep, that's on the list, too. And they're playing in that gorgeous new stadium. Now, look, I haven't been by that stadium um, since it was a hole in the ground, which was, like, right after the Rose Bowls the last time I went by it. Uh, And... (laughs) 
I mean, now it's an 80,000 seat stadium, gorgeous, the whole thing. They can't put anybody in it. Now, for Charger games, they'll look normal. But I mean, it's. <laughs> so true. <laughs> you're just depriving the opposing team of being in there. Uh, and their fans. I mean, remember the Steelers? When it went there, it was almost all Steeler fans. Well, yeah, when the Eagles were there in 2017, it was it was like the link out west. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Maybe in the end it works out for them. I have no idea. Obviously. I don't see it. And they don't even have the talent right now other than Joey Bosa to make some noise. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Maybe they'll catch something with Justin Herbert, but I don't see that either. No. I, uh, boy... We'll see how that one works out. I wasn't sure about that draft. But they had to move on from Phillip Rivers just on age. But they have no fan base there. I mean, you look in Los Angeles, obviously, I would think it's safe to say the Lakers are number one there. Oh, but you got the Dodgers, you got the Rams, you got, I mean, the Clippers are popular there. The Kings have some level of popularity. USC is probably more popular than the Chargers. 